0: How do you deal with bad days as a business owner?
1: Do you ever wish life had an undo button? Walking the balance between business and the creative life can be hard. But Matt and Shelby are here to attempt to answer the tough questions, so you don't need an undo. Presented by Made by Things, this is the Command Z Show.
0: Welcome back. Hold on, let me adjust my microphone and say that one more time. <clears throat> Welcome back to the Command Z show. Shelby, how you doing?
2: I'm doing okay, I'm here. I, I should leave that in though.
0: I don't care what you do.
2: Your adjustment? Yeah, it's, it's real, it's a lot. <laughs> uh
0: sure. This this is this is what it's like. Uh, Shelby actually cuts out like three and a half hours out of every podcast and trims it down to an hour. We spend at least a half to full day. Uh, Jeremy, hope you're ready because we're this is an all day thing. We're doing it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, I
1: yeah, a, so I have a lunch appointment today. I've got till twelve thirty. <laughs>
0: well, it's going to be really awkward when you're doing a podcast during your lunch. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that one guy that does like little. He always, like, has a little green screen behind him, and then he's always acting like he's doing calls. This is going to sound ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> if neither of you know what I'm I've talking about. That. Anyway, That'd he, like, goes, like, skydiving it. with, like, a green screen behind him, that's yeah. like, on a video call.
1: The DSLR mounted to his neck.
0: <laughs> yep. Shelby, you need to get on that. I can tell that you have no I, idea what I, I am. Now.
2: I am out. I, I'll get right on <laughs> it, no worries. It's my homework.
0: Good. There's your homework. <laughs> Uh anyway, so we uh we have a special guest today as you can hear. Jeremy already revealed himself. Um if you remember, uh we had Jeremy on our podcast probably a month or two ago. Something like that, right? And uh Has it only been a to... month or two? I don't know. Has it Yeah. I don't know, something don't like that. It feels longer. Nobody knows. <laughs> uh I think it was in August sometime and it is currently early I think October. It
2: was July.
1: It's crazy
0: was it yeah wow all right July. <clears throat> so so time man time just goes fast slips right through your fingers it does
1: make me feel a little better like that it was longer ago because i'm like man <laughs> it feels like i've been there so much since then
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh so that's uh we'll jump right into that because that's what i wanted to um sort of talk to you about you know When we had you on the podcast last time, we were talking about kind of building a team and just kind of running a business and how you handle the bad days. And, uh, you know, after talking over the last few months, you know, any, any business owner is on a roller coaster ride, right? And I feel like we just so happen to be talking to you on maybe one of those lower points. And since then, you've probably Mm. been on much higher points and maybe even some low points. And it's just, it's really interesting to me that depending on when you talk to a business owner, it's just, I don't know. Every day is different. It is. Um, I I actually did this uh, little graph on LinkedIn, I don't know, six six months ago, maybe like that. It was like, because, you know, one day you could just be like so high and just like, not literally, some people but um you could be like you know really high up and just just feel like you're you're doing it you know and then the very next day like less than 12 hours later you feel like you have no idea what you're doing and you know trying to figure out how to I don't know make things not so bad but then again the next day could then be super high again like it's just it's crazy how it works it's not probably the healthiest thing that humans do can choose to do uh but we do it still so all that being said uh jeremy how how well let me i guess ask the question again which is how do you how do you deal with bad days as a business owner and uh let's let's go into that a little bit and see kind of just kind of how things have changed for you over the last few months
1: oh yeah i mean i align with everything that you're saying um I just feel like, uh, well, I think the biggest thing I aligned with this is probably not the most healthy lifestyle that like you just said. Because um, I often ask myself, I'm like, man, like, I feel like almost every day I ask myself the questions, like, is this why I signed up to own a creative right. business? Like, is this, is this why? Like, I didn't expect to be here. I feel like that's often what I hear myself saying to myself in my mind. I'm just like. When I decided to open up my creative business, I did not think that the biggest stressor was going to be this thing. Um, Right. And there's so many things that can cause stress that it's oftentimes hard to tell people how you're doing. Um, And so even with that question asked, like, how do you handle a bad day? I'm like, well, I guess the way I see it is every situation has – I'm being kind of overly vague here. Every situation just has different levels of stress. And I feel like um, depending on what your situation is, there is a specific way to go about um, helping yourself deal with that stress. Um, For me, I'm an external processor. And so usually my gut reaction when something bad happens or something's hard, I like call someone that I trust and i just want to like talk it out um just to talk right. so i'd say that's probably my biggest to um when i'm having a bad day is just give someone a ring and process through what's going on like hey i'm feeling distressed can you help me untangle this like and then once i felt like i can look at this like tangled um mess i can look at it in a linear fashion and like go about an action plan on how to get better um if that makes any sense so i I guess like step one yeah go
0: ahead no it it makes perfect sense and again just kind of talking about like over the last few months we've we've talked quite a bit over the last few months just about random things and for me i I think it's just it's it it is fascinating to um i know it, it takes help it takes a lot of help with somebody else sometimes to be able to help untangle that mess to just identify it's like we're trying to uh, undo a knot in the dark and Mm -hmm. like when you get another person in that conversation there they can also try to shed a little bit of light like hold the flashlight a little bit for you you know Um, so I really like to visualize these things but
1: (laughs) me too Uh, I I do too and I think uh, the biggest problem I think I've ran into this year has not been talking enough with people that I care about, Um, meaning like people that I trust and care about. And because what happens then is you just go through all these things in your business that cause you stress, which like I said before, there are a million things that can cause you stress in your business. Like um, once you go through that and you don't process that, it just turns into this, unmanageable ball that's just a tangled mess and it it leads to one singular emotion whereas if you kind of like take proper care when you're feeling stress when, when you isolate those issues um in and of themselves as they transpire then you can avoid it being just a huge ball of like entanglement and you have kind of you know confronted each issue one at a time i think what i'm running into what I've ran into in the last few months is like, Oh my gosh, like I don't even know where to start. Like, I just think everything is just a mess and I didn't take proper care to process those things one at a time. And now I'm, I'm feeling one singular thing and I'm trying to understand it and progress, if that makes sense.
0: Right. Um, so, right. So the, the last time we talked, um, you know, you, you were definitely having some, uh, some harder days, as far as uh, running a business goes, uh, can you tell us uh, maybe any sort of update, I guess, uh, over the last two months? How, how have yep. things sort of changed for you?
1: Um, yeah, I think uh, it's been a whole lot of reconciliation um, of just... Um, being really, really honest with myself and what I've done wrong in my business and how, like, in communication and spending and all this kind of stuff and just trying to be a better business owner. Um, And I definitely feel I've made a ton of progress in just the health and well-being of my business Mm -hmm. and of myself. Um, Not to say, like, things are perfect because they're far from, but I think just... I've made a lot of progress and just being willing to say like, Hey, like I think last conversation we had, we used the boat analogy and I was like, I kept this information from my crew for too long. And now it's really just been like a whole lot of processing and understanding and trying to be better. If that makes any sense. Um, Yeah. That's kind of like a a abbreviated update, Um, but happy to jump in into any of that.
0: I, Uh, There's so much there that you said that, um, like those, those bad days are important, right? Like everybody has to have them. I mean, just people in general have to have bad days. I get it, but we're kind of talking more from the business owner perspective or creative business owner perspective where those are definitely the days that you learn the most. And, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It's. It can definitely feel, it can feel like sort of, I guess we could even look at it from like the stock market perspective, right? Where whenever all of a sudden stocks start going lower, people freak out and like Mm -hmm. they freak out, like it's never happened before. And Mm -hmm. that to me, that's one of the, maybe it's because I'm a little bit younger and I don't really worry about that as much, but like, I guess I I can just look back and be like, Oh, okay. This has happened before. Like, yes, these bad days are going to happen. But like, I, I almost try to visualize those bad days. Very similar way to the stock market where it's like, yeah, for every one bad day you have, you have three good days and you need to just kind of like, accept mm-hmm. those bad days and ex- ex- accept that as a learning lesson. And I don't know. I think like you said, it's just kind of like, okay, take that and how do you move forward? And I don't know it, it definitely gets it gets crazy because there's so many problems that you run into that you don't think that you're gonna run into. Like s- some problems I think are pretty common for a business where you're like, okay, financial issues, like no work is coming in. I think that's one of the most common issues that a creative business owner runs into. And I'd say definitely early on, for me, it was like <clears throat> I, there were some days that it was it was very, very bad, and I, I think that's what was interesting about kind of talking to you a few months ago. Jeremy is like, it's like, man, I know this so well, <laughs> and like I what I all I want to do is anytime that somebody's having a bad day, all I want to do is just be like hey it can't it doesn't last forever like it feels like you're in this pit and there's no way to climb out but it just do- it doesn't but it's kind of one of those things where it's like no matter how much you tell somebody that they have to just experience it for themselves and be able to learn the lessons that it takes like this this is one of the things you can't just read a book on how to deal with the bad days as a business owner and then all of a sudden you're good um i, I don't know that's My general thoughts there, I guess.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, no, I totally agree. Like, um, bad days are absolutely necessary. Like you were saying, because they, um, well, they can be, they can be a learning Mm -hmm. lesson. They can be a way to improve. However, um, not everyone has that bone in their body. Sometimes it, it isn't a way like sometimes when something bad happens to you, you choose to take the attitude of the defense. And I have slipped into that before where instead of trying to um, take accountability and more so defending myself and like my own voice in my head saying like, no, like you can't, like you didn't do anything wrong. Like whatever, like almost like having that narrative in your head. And I think uh, recently I've been trying to remind myself, like just own up to everything you possibly can and be as good as a business owner as you possibly can and try not to get caught up in this cycle of trying to compensate in any areas or um, defend any areas out of your own like insecurities or anything like that. And if that's the only way I can learn, because otherwise I'm just going to be cynical and just um, like mad at the world, you know, because the truth is your business is successful because you are making it successful as a business owner. Like no one wants you, this is sounds cynical, but hear me out. There's no one really out there. That's going to save you. Like if, if it goes to crap, it is a hundred percent your responsibility to take care of that. So, Mm -hmm. um, you've got to, you've got to like, um, yeah, persevere through this stuff, you know, and Mm -hmm. choose to have an optimistic outlook on things that are challenging.
0: Right. I I always look at it from a kind of a Darwinism standpoint, the survival of the fittest, right? I, I, maybe it doesn't make me the most amazing person ever, but like whenever I see a business that closes down or something like that, I'm like, well, it was, it, it failed to adapt. And, you know, one day that might be my business and I, I will accept that. But, you know, a lot of things are out of people's control. I I get that. But at the same time, I feel like there's a lot more in people's control than they realize. Um, Mm -hmm. I probably shouldn't bring this up, but I'm going to anyway. When it came to restaurants during COVID, this was one of the biggest things that I'm like, I feel I felt horrible that all of a sudden nobody's going to restaurants. But at the same time, my head was just completely buzzing with ideas. I'm like, oh my God, if this, if I had a restaurant right now and nobody was coming in, what would I do? There's no mm-hmm. way, no way that I would have, again, I'm not trying to offend anyone here. I hope it doesn't. Yeah. But like for for me, I'm like, if it was my restaurant, there is no way I'm sitting behind the counter and just watching for people to come in the door. Like, I, mm. I don't, I don't know. I would have been just, I don't know trying to do anything that I possibly could to drum up any kind of business. I would have changed the entire business model if that's what it meant. Um, but I think that I think
1: also too. Oh, sorry, man. No, no, go ahead. In the middle of what you're saying. <laughs> I think also too, it's important to consider like um, where that business owner is. I was thinking about this the yeah. other day cause I saw a camera shop close down that I like a lot. And I had the same thought. I was like, man, like, clearly this was because of X, Y, and Z. Like, I saw it. I'm sure everyone saw it. But right. my thought was, like, maybe that owner was just, like, I've, I'm have i able to retire after this. I've gotten everything I want out of life. And right. I'm ready to just let it go, right. you know. I see what you mean totally, though, because, like, um, in the position that you are in and I am in, we are in, we have that mindset and I'm curious to like, if others just are just like, ah, oh, this is my time, you know, that's, let's just let it fall to the
0: wayside. That's interesting. I I, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. It, it's much easier to, I guess it's the whole like Monday morning quarterback thing where it's much easier to judge somebody else based on a situation from the outside than it is to, you know, actually be a part of the situation and, and see how it would go. You know? Um, But But I think you're right
1: if the assumed mindset of that business owner is like, I want this to live forever, you know, Right. but sometimes like, I think, uh, I think you're totally right if that's the mindset, but I can see how someone might be like, you know, I'm in my seventies and I've owned this taco stand for my whole life and I'm ready to just spend time with my grandkids and this is my time. It's kind of like when, like you're on your deathbed and sometimes like, i lived a full life right. like it's ready for me to just take my last breath you know um because it's not a bad thing necessarily for things to come to an end like you had a good ride right. you know uh, but at the same time like if your mindset is you want this to thrive then then yeah adapt like be willing to change like like what you know does that make sense
0: for sure and that's what like you know, yeah. especially during during COVID, I was like, "Why?" Like, I get it that not everybody can like come up with a delivery system like right away. But I, in my mind, I'm like, you, know, you have DoorDash, you have Uber Eats. Like, you need to become part of these platforms. But like, the biggest thing we're really getting in the restaurants here, like the like, I get it. Like, they take a, a pretty big percentage. But it's like, well, what's better to keep your business going and give a little bit more of a percentage away, or to just you know, die on that hill basically and not being willing to a- adapt and then you just die. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like you said, like there's yeah. there's there's so much more to it, most likely in, in a lot of cases of these restaurants. But I don't know.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, have you ever gotten like overly simplistic advice from someone about how to operate your business? Like, oh you should try. Selling still graphics, like could you right, right. possibly like? Can you like? You think I haven't thought about that before? You know, like <laughs> right, clearly right. I've thought about that and I've decided that it's not um, it's not a profitable um, right. air, like way for me to move. And I think it's just because like you know your business better than anyone, and I'm mm-hmm. sure these people who are failing probably do too. And right, for right. some reason or another, we've all decided like. This is the direction I want to take it. Honestly, this is kind of an interesting topic and it's like, does, when things end, is it always a bad thing, you know? Right. Um, and it's kind of a healthy, it could be a healthier way of looking at your business of just saying like, like I, there's a lot of things out of my control and if this fails, does that doesn't mean I'm a failure or this has failed. Like we had mm. a good run, you know, and we did good things. And it could be a healthy perspective to have on your business, just because then I could see myself with that perspective, then prioritizing like the success and the 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 joy of every individual project that we get to do, um, rather it being just a drop in the bucket to the overall annual budget. Um, you know what I mean? Like, there's just two ways of looking at your business, and that's is it. Um, you know, is it okay to, for this to end one day or would I be a failure if it did, you know? And then you're kind of, you could be operating out of a fear an unspoken fear. If your perspective is that you want this to last forever, that it'll never end, you know?
0: (laughs) Right. Shelby, go ahead.
2: Yeah. Sorry. My connection's not that great. (laughs) so I might be a little bit behind, but I'm doing my best. Um, but no, thinking about that—that that fear and the response to that—it's—it's it's really interesting. I like that perspective, though, of how to think about things when things are ending. Um, so I think that's that's something. I have a I have a really close friend in his business of like 25 years ended during COVID, and it was um, he ran a martial arts school, and that's obviously something you cannot do—that that hand-to-hand combat during the middle of COVID. So his, ba- his business ended up closing, right. but it was really hard for him because that was such an important chapter of his life. And he was kind of on his way out anyway. He was moving on with some other things and it was kind of a natural progression, but it was that, that one chapter just completely closing in your life. And like, how do you get started on that next chapter? How do you move on from this? And it's kind of in a way, a a, a way of mourning almost but being able to kind of take that mm-hmm. and, and utilize, you know, I have more time to focus on these things and put effort into something else and learn something new. And I think it's a really great way to think about it as an opportunity of moving forward, you know, and, and kind of working through that grieving process. But how do you move forward with this?
0: Yeah, I, I love that idea of, of seeing it that way as, as uh, a way of grieving almost over a business. Like, obvi- again, yeah, we're not talking about people here. We're talking about businesses. Totally get it. But, you know, also people always say, like, you know, whenever you come up with a business, that is your baby. Um, To me, that was, that was one of those things that was, I don't know, maybe harder to understand fully initially. It was like, okay, hey, when you do this, and honestly, this is why it's not for everyone. This, just like having kids isn't for everyone. Like it's, it's kind of that same, same idea, but when you choose to start a business and you choose to have a staff and, you know, you choose to do all these things, it's something that consumes you in a very similar way to, as a a child would, right? Like you want the best for your child, you will give your life for that child in some I mean, it, it, in most scenarios, you'd give your life for a child, but uh, for your business, maybe, maybe you wouldn't be willing to. Um, but it, it, to me, it, it's it's kind of been like that. And I, it kind of weirdly brings in just kind of the support system you have in general, where that's another element of having a business that's really difficult is that it's not just one business owner that chooses to do something especially if they have a family or a significant other they are also signing up for something and I think that's that's something that's probably not too talked about mm-hmm. but um so th- that's the other complexity in things is that like even it could be a sole proprietorship one person business but it's not just that one person it's everybody else around there that's involved so I, I don't know I guess what I'm saying is that a small business is 100% very personal. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why whenever there is bad days, you you take it pretty hard, you know? But again, like, whenever... Absolutely. Yeah, it just... I don't know. And Whenever, whenever there's a, a good day, you just... You don't necessarily... For me, anyway. I don't necessarily feel like, I did this. I feel like a parent. Like, oh my god, they did this. Like... It's, it's not so much I, it's it's they. And it's like, I, I did, I helped. But like, just seeing everybody do this thing, like, to me, that's, I don't know, th- those are the good days.
1: I think a flaw that I have for bad days is I have the same kind of mindset, Matt, where I'm like, this success, like, I can very easily say like, oh, wow, like, look what we did as a <laughs> team. Like, I can point out the names like this editor, this producer, this this and like and, but when it comes to f- like issues, failures, mm-hmm. I think I have this interesting like mindset of like it's a hundred percent my fault, and I'm trying to process that and it's definitely like has something to do with me and some deep rooted issue, but <laughs> I think I definitely can take 100 percent responsibility for every bad thing um but i don't credit myself for things that are good you know what i mean um, interesting which in and of itself could also be unhealthy so, so on good days like i think it's important to i think it's going to sound very weird but i think you can actually be prideful to not credit yourself on good things sometimes which sounds like a paradox like because mm-hmm. you'd think if it's a good thing, you know, praise other people. But I think your own pride can prevent you from crediting yourself mm-hmm. on a win. Uh, because I don't, don't want to get too far in the weeds with that, but I think like it can be a like humil like a sign of humility to praise people around you rather than yourself. But the truth is that can be just just as prideful as praising yourself a hundred percent.
0: Right. That's interesting. I never really thought about it like that, but it's, it's almost like along the lines of like being... that's, that's sense. <laughs> no, it does. It's like, it's like being an anonymous donor to a charitable organization where it's like, there's some pride involved in you <laughs> marking the uh, anonymous box. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's interesting, but I, I don't know. I think I'm for, trying to for words
1: like, oh, sorry, man.
0: The no, here
1: ahead. is confusing. <laughs> I feel like I'm on a weather channel <laughs> and there's a delay in the newscasting. We're in the middle um, of a hurricane. <laughs> I think uh, the same. Let me try to explain what I mean, real quick. Cause I, I think the same thing that can prevent you from crediting yourself on doing a good thing, I think could be the exact same thing for. Um, not taking credit <laughs> on mm-hmm. uh, doing something that is good, if that makes any sense. Um, like, I'm trying to think of a good example here. Um, I'm having a hard time putting this into words. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what I mean it. in my brain. I'm having a hard time right.
0: articulating it. <laughs> That's what we're doing here, right? We're trying to figure things out. <laughs> um, I, I, it, for me, and this is probably going to sound bad, but like I don't know if I've ever really had a problem giving myself credit for things necessarily. Um, but only because it's a really good sales tool. Like, and maybe that sounds bad, but it's like if I don't think that we do amazing work, if I don't think that I do amazing work, then I'm how will I ever exude the confidence that it takes to get people to spend? five six figures on working together like to me i just i don't know confidence has always been a very important part of i don't want to say persuasion um because i think that that probably gets a little bit malicious but it's just I, i don't know when you have enough confidence to make somebody else confident in something to me that's one of the not that I'm trying to toot my own horn here, but like, that's, that's one of the special skills that I believe that I have. So for me, I'm like, okay, when we do something, like, I, I'm it's not like I say like, oh, I did this, but like, I'm going to share it and I'm going to make sure that everyone knows that we did this as a team. Um, and yes, I think that I do play a relatively important role on the projects that we take on. Like, I'm not going to minimize the effort that I put into things. Um, but to me, I think that's, that's what it takes to, if it wasn't for that sales aspect of things, I, I might be like that, honestly. Like I might just be like, uh, I didn't really have a whole lot to do with this. I just kind of was there, you know, (laughs) I paid everyone to be there and they showed up and did great work. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I, I think that's one way to, to look at it, but, um, I don't know.
2: I don't know, this Shelby, were you going to say something? Yeah, this conversation, um, it reminds me so much of like why I tell people to always be a little bit selfish. Because what you perceive as selfishness probably isn't. It's probably just being mm-hmm. honest and giving credit where credit is due for yourself. And that's okay. And that's healthy. And that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot, Matt, when you were mentioning like how businesses are your baby and how you want them to succeed – and on those bad days i keep thinking about thinking about the idea of sacrifice and how much you sacrifice yourself for your child and how much you sacrifice for your business you know on those bad days because when you are when you're putting 100% of the blame on yourself for those bad days you're sacrificing yourself it's not you're you're putting yourself mm-hmm. in in the line of fire You're not, I mean, and it's, and it's not, it's not healthy, you know? I mean, you have to be able to admit and say, okay, you know what? This isn't just me. This is a bigger issue. There's other things that can be happening. You know, what are the other areas that I can, that I can work on and help other people work on too? I just, I think that we get so wrapped up in our own humility and trying to, um, trying to maintain that image of, you know, it's it's 100% me i will take 100% of the blame and that's a great thing to be able to to take the blame and have accountability but there's also you know we hold ourselves accountable for things that we didn't really do though too and it's it's okay to be selfish in that
0: mhm I, I think it yes for for me it kind of brings me to this idea that to be a good business owner is not necessarily the same things as to be a good leader on a team. Mm-hmm. Those things are sometimes pretty conflicting, and that yep. to me, that's that's one of the most difficult aspects. Where I'm like, okay, from a business owner perspective, I need to make sure we stay profitable. I need to make sure that you know business is running. I need to. Uh, I need to make sure people are happy as a business owner and as a leader. But as a leader, I'm like, I don't give a shit about any of the finances. I just want to make cool shit. Like, that's all I want to do. And yeah, th- there's these days where those things are fighting. And I don't know. Like, sometimes whenever, whenever those bad days happen, it's like, okay, was this the business owner's fault or was this the leader's fault? <laughs> Either way, yeah, oh maybe, maybe it's me. Okay. Um, but if you can... I don't. I don't know. It's it's really difficult. Like this is why they always tell any business owner that you shouldn't work within your business. You should remain on the outside if you can. But to me, that's not interesting, Jeremy. I feel like to you, that's not why you <laughs> got into what you're doing either. Um, yeah. But I, I have a lot of thoughts here. Go ahead. Let's hear.
1: <laughs> I like, well, first off, I agree. Like I think what you guys both just said was brilliant. Um, I think. Uh, so going back to what I was saying before, I kind of figured out a better way of explaining it. And I'll have to credit uh, this book that I read by Tim Keller. His name's Timothy Keller. And he explains it as an overinflated self-esteem and a deflated self-esteem. And both inflated self-esteem and deflated self-esteem are inflated or deflated for the same reason. And they point to the same core issue in your character. And so... Uh, I can't think of a good analogy for it, but just say that there's something deep-rooted that happened to you or that you look like that you're insecure about. You'll either resort to overcompensating as for your ego and inflating it to receive affirmation for that very thing, or you'll have a deflated self-esteem and want nothing to compensate it because you hate yourself, which right. is two ver- very far ends of the spectrum. So what I was trying to say before is like you can like have a need for some external affirmation and like take credit for everything because you're trying to affirm some deep seated issue or you could deny all affirmation because you don't think you're worthy of any of it right. but they're both tied to the same core issue and that's that you have a low self esteem in this area and so what i think what i hear you saying Shelby is like sometimes you just got to be a little selfish and what that really means is like, can we all just stop pretending to be anything that we're not and just be real? Because if I was real, I would be arrogant often. <laughs> like you would hear me say things, and you're like, "That guy's, uh, he's," you know, trying to figure out what words are appropriate to use here. But, Jeremy, <laughs> I do
2: the exact same thing, um, and I just there's blow a it lot off of things
1: it. that I'm just like. I...
2: Sorry, there's a lag. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> so, I think, yeah. I uh, I think that like I consider myself to be confident for the point that you made, Matt, and that's like, you know, I wouldn't be getting into these big jobs if I didn't know, like, if I didn't know I was capable. I'm very sure of myself in the sense I know I of my capabilities. Um, so I agree with you there, but yeah, I think um, just just be like it sounds so simplistic, but just be honest. Like, I feel like we've complicated that. Like, just, just be yourself. Um, but sometimes like when it comes to sales, like you were saying, Matt, like I love that analogy of the leader and the business owner. Cause I often refer to myself as two different people because I'm like, look, Mm -hmm. business owners talking to you. This doesn't make sense right now. Now friend Jeremy's talking to you like heck yeah, let's spend all that money. Like, um, (laughs) I, I say that a lot where I see myself as two roles. Hmm. Um, I forget where I was getting at, but yeah, all that to be said, like, I agree with both of you guys and I thought what you both said was brilliant on, on that. Help me put that into
0: words. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Like, and I guess that's the other thing is like, I don't, like for the, for the both of us, any creative business owner, I think the number one thing that they want to do is they want to create great work. They want to create things that are impactful. They want to create things that are unique. And um, I don't know, like, one of the most helpful things to me over the last few years was, you know, since I was 12 or 13 years old, I could have told somebody that I wanted to have some sort of I probably wouldn't have said animation business at the time, but I probably would have said some sort of creative business in general. I might have said design business or video editing business. I might have said something like that. But again, even being that young, I would have said that. And I guess what's weird is that I sort of glorified it. And I think that that's something that we all do is when we decide to go into a creative business, we it's something that we've glorified for a good chunk of our lives. People don't normally just fall into it. It's something that takes years and years of work, usually before the point where we're even able to legally work in this country. Like, so when you finally take that step, it's, it hits a little bit differently than someone saying, "Um, okay, like I want to start a restaurant or, I mean, maybe that's a bad example because that could be considered a creative business, but like, somebody that's like, oh, okay, I'm going to start a landscaping business. So and maybe I'm generalizing here a little bit, but like, it's this idea that we've glorified this to be something else, but in the end of the day, it is a business just like any other business in the world. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily the special thing that we've sort of dreamt it out to be. And I think, This sounds awfully negative, but like (laughs) there's, there's a level of, there's a level of power that comes with that realization that this is just like any other business. This is not something special. I may have a unique talent in this thing, but as a business owner, I need to look at it as a business. Um, and you know, what, what do you want in a business? You want a great leader. So (laughs) like, that's kind of what it comes back to. Yeah.
1: And that's why there's a CFO and a CEO, you know, and like, and I am fully in support of if you own a business, don't work in it. I'm fully in support of that. And I, um, but you're like, it's not possible most of the time with a small business. And that's the, that's the challenge is like, you know, we have to, you and I have to work in our business. We have to. It is not something that we can just step away from. Um, it's not, you know, big enough or whatever. It's just not there. And uh, and nor will it ever be, maybe. And I think, uh, you know, what I like about your point is, like, it just turns, you're right, it turns into any other business. And regardless of which way you look at it, you have to be profitable. And how often, like, Matt, do you think about, like, sit down and just think about like, man, I'd be so much more profitable if I was doing, I was in this industry doing this.
0: It's, it's probably pretty often. I, no, I, <laughs> just, real, I, listen, I, I guess it depends on, on, on what you're saying there. Like there are, there are the days where I fantasize about having a landscaping business. Cause I'm like, man, like I, I feel like I would do really well at that. <laughs> I get to be outside all day. <laughs> Um, and like, I
1: not actually, yeah. And what I was saying is, not actually changing, right, I'm right. not actually changing this. I'm just right. meaning, like, you see how it's this is a if you mm-hmm. want to be a profitable individual and like make a lot of money, become a billionaire and scale this thing, like, good luck to you in this mm-hmm. industry. Like, have mm-hmm. fun, but. <laughs> get into commodities or something like that if you want to be a millionaire because owning a creative business is just not the way to make money. <laughs> it's not. No,
0: you're, you're 100% it, it, it right. It looks like you
1: make projects, but it, you're, not, like, you're not. You can only be so profitable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't want to switch. Like I know what I'm doing is what I will be doing for the rest of my life. It's either I'm going to be a business owner and working in my own business or I work in another business doing the exact same thing, making videos, um, just because that's what gives me life. Uh, but, but I do like what you were saying though, just about the, this the mindset of a leader and the mindset of a business owner. And I consider myself to be a great leader and a crappy business owner. Really? But guess what? I'm both. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean crappy in the sense of, like we, you and I were having lunch the other day, and you said, "I feel like I'd make a great CFO," and I'm like, "I would not. <laughs> <laughs> I would not make a CFO. That's that's exactly what I'm bad at. I try my best, but man, I will be the first to admit that is not what my gifting is. Like I am a, I feel like I'm a much better leader in uh, like working with the culture and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to you know, paying things on time and stuff like that
0: is like, it's a challenge. <laughs> I, I'm g- best, but. I guess for, for me, uh, you know, one of the things that I gave to the team a while back is just kind of this this idea that there are two different kinds of creatives and there's there is the engineer and there is the artist. They're both equally creative, but they solve problems in different ways. And I made a little scale of one to five one being engineer, five being artist. And I was like, where do you place yourself on these people? I'm like, cause I'm like, I had everyone plotted on this chart already of like where I thought they were and everyone landed exactly where they said. And I was like, that's really fascinating to me that, that we have the, the self-awareness to be able to see. uh, But at the same time, like other people can also kind of place you. I mean, some people were a little bit off, but like not by much. And I think that's one of the biggest differences maybe between me and you, Jeremy, is that I feel like I'm engineer and I feel like you're artist. How do you feel about that?
1: Uh, I mean, I totally agree. Like if there was some way for me to just like create and somehow sustain my life, I would do it. (laughs) Right. Like meaning like without making any money, which is obviously not possible, but um, I, I'm not one to care about like getting rich. Um, I don't get me wrong. I'm motivated by money because yeah. it, it tells me like, oh, this ship's going to keep moving for a long time. Um, but that's it. Like if there's enough money in the account, I'm like, I am stress free. It, it gives right? me a lot of stress when I feel like there's not enough resources for where we're at. And, um, I feel like, you know, over the years I've done like art exhibitions like uh, of my photography work on the side. And that's kind of always given me a lot of life. Um, and I, every single year I lose a lot of money. Like I don't sell nearly enough and I spent way too much on the matting and the glass and all this stuff. And I paid way too much for the venue and the live music and, and, uh, but I consider it a win. I'm like, man, this was so fun. Like I sold my art, like I got to be with people and, and it's like, yeah, I lost a significant amount of money in doing it, but like, it was fun. And I almost want to lose money on it, if that makes any sense, because it's almost I mean, like this just.
0: People do it all the time with inside. their weddings, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> <So it's laughs> true. Kind of, I mean, obviously, you know the not same.
0: be profitable
1: on your
0: <laughs> <laughs> You'd hope to be, but you never are. All right. That's a lesson for everybody. Weddings are not a profitable business. If you are the one celebrating and spending (laughs) (laughs) on the party itself,
1: you are guaranteed to at least lose (laughs) $10,000, but you will gain a lifetime of happiness. I mean, I guess that's it. 50% of (laughs) it. Um, I don't
0: know. I, I don't know so much about what you, what you said. Just, I don't know. It's home for sure. Um, Cause I think that there, there is those times where I don't know you, you let the leader take over a little bit and you're like, all right, or just let the creative person who that you are in general kind of take over a little bit. And I think those are healthy, even if it costs a lot of money to do that. Sometimes all hobbies cost money. I don't know the ones worth anything, I guess, but.
1: (laughs) uh. Well, I think like, how I've kind of reined it in is like because the truth is, if I just let myself loose, I would spend way more money than I'm making on every single project that I did to make it better. Um, I have kind of reined it in in the sense of like, well, one number one rule: I cannot spend more than I'm grossing, which is an obvious thing, you know, business <laughs> right. thing. Rule number one: <laughs> I have sometimes, I have sometimes considered it a wash as like. Like this, this will be a great portfolio piece or whatever, but I just want to enjoy this one. Every once in a while we'll get projects like that, like two or three times a year. Um, but I let myself splurge on one thing, every project, either it being a person who I want to bring in as extra crew or a freelancer I want to hire to animate this one little thing or, um, a a camera upgrade, like every single project I'll like, all right, I'm going to splurge here. And kind of like, I know I could have done it with the gear that I have and the crew that I have, and I could have done it this way, but the artist in me is excited that I chose to dip into what I could have made as profit and made this just a little bit better. But so like, I almost exercised that artist in me um, versus the engineer, which both of them are equally creative, like you said, but I allow myself to like exercise it a little bit on every project rather than every single project, fully letting it take over.
0: (laughs) But that's kind of one of the ways that we elevate the work that we do is we do more than what was expected. And sometimes that Mm -hmm. requires an investment. So that's kind of how I've always seen those things. Like there's this one project that we did that I did uh, probably four years ago. And it's still something that's being referenced whenever we get clients reaching out to us. And I always laugh whenever people do that because I'm like, okay, they came to us and they're like, all right, we want this like just simple 2D animation, mostly text, um, like keep it simple. I'm like, great, let's just do, I think I charged $3,000 for it. I don't know. Um, and we started talking and I was like, this needs to be like a full art directed 3D animated piece. Like, this needs to be so much more. I'm like, but there's no way I can... I mean, they, we already signed the agreement. Like, we already knew what was, what was going on there. And I'm like, I'm not doing anything else. <laughs> like, this is a, a, an opportunity to kind of just, just elevate this thing. Like, just go all out. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what I did. So I just, I don't know, I spent way more time Doing this than I could, probably to the tune of I my hourly rate being like three dollars an hour, something like that. <laughs> um exactly. But like I I knew that and I just went into it of like, okay, here is an opportunity, somebody that values the work that we do, but they don't know what we're capable of. And there's only one way for me yeah. to do that, and it's either do it as a personal project or just completely go nuts. And do this thing the way that I think that it should be done. And by by doing that, that was the single greatest investment that I have made on my business by far. Because that's again, wow. that's referenced so many times, and I'm not charging three thousand dollars for that anymore, in case you're wondering. <laughs> it's it's much, much higher. But it 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 was this investment. It, again not all investments are financial this was a time investment um and by doing that it i i can't even tell you what the return on that would be but it, it has to be a, a thousand plus percent return on just that small time so i know that one experience for me i'm like okay now the the game is a little bit different than what i thought it was mm-hmm. um and in a good way where it's like it's it's not always the worst thing ever to you know rent the more expensive camera to get more crew in. I don't know. I guess it depends on the scenario. What you don't want to happen is that, you know, a client prospective client comes to you and they're like, Hey, this thing that you did for them, like, yeah, I know this was six figures, but we want you to do it for $2,000. Like, (laughs) no, Mm -hmm. it doesn't work that way. Um, And there's definitely times where (laughs) people make those kinds of absurd requests, but um, yeah, (laughs) I don't know. It's just kind of the beauty of what we do is we get to. We get to take things to the next level on our on our own. Dime, I suppose. We get to we get these opportunities to invest in ourselves to to do these things. Totally not the subject that we're talking about here, but. <laughs> um, no, it's
1: yeah. Well, know. honestly, like this might. Segue back a little bit to the topic too and from what you're talking about because it makes me think about how um, you can, you know, overextend yourself and put yourself into a project um, more than what the client was expecting you to and then it not be seen. Um, it's extremely like kind of um, – it, it's a challenging thing to navigate sometimes. Like it, it can be hurtful. When you spend that extra time or you spend that extra money to get better tools to be better, um, whatever it is, and it to be overlooked and almost criticized um, can be a challenge. And I always have to remind myself that, like, we know our industry so much better than our clients. And a lot of times there's a huge disconnect in how dollars equal, like, what they get. Mm -hmm. And, um... I like your perspective on measuring, um, you know, measuring that based off of the clients that will come in the future for that better project on your portfolio, rather than that personal experience on that particular project. Because um, I, I'm almost gotten to the point now where, like, I just don't expect my clients to care about the things I care about, um, and that's making mm-hmm. things look 10 times better. A lot of times clients care about things that are totally different than me. And I can't take that personally. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I will still strive to make it the best that I can, but remind myself that, you know, it's not about winning this client's approval for anything. It's more so like one, just bringing out a little life in myself and not needing anything from the client. And, um, and then also later down the road, like you said, it's hard to even measure People seeing that and wanting to hire you for it, um, so
0: right. that makes sense. No, I I think it. I guess again, when you when you look at it in from the business owner perspective, right? You are not just trying to succeed now; you are trying to succeed far into the future. Now, I, mm-hmm. I personally don't have a plan ever. I've never had any sort of plan for what's made by things going to be three six. 12 months from now. I don't know. It always changes. So I'm not even going to try. Yeah. Um, but what I, what I do know is that there are certain, again, I'm going to keep calling them investments, certain investments that you can make that lead to just incredible results that you don't necessarily expect. But I think ultimately what, what it comes down to is when you do great work, you will be you know, people. I, it's, I guess it's really simple. If you do great work, people will just show up and they want you to do that same mm-hmm. great work for them. People wonder why they get stuck you know, in the animation industry. They wonder why they get stuck just making simple, boring explainers all the time. And this is like one of the things I always go back to. And they're like, they're like, look at some of the work that we're doing. And this is, this is one of my pride moments is like, no, we, we don't just have a bunch of like simple, boring explainers. Because I don't think that's really an effective way of telling a story. I just don't. I can't mm-hmm. possibly find it in me to create these things that I don't believe in. Um, but the problem is that these these companies that feel like they just do these boring explainers. Well, if you look at their portfolio, it's just a bunch of boring explainers. So it's like, well, why yeah. would you ever expect somebody to come to you for anything else? So and I, again, so I think that's part of the, that investment comes from you have to try, you have to do the things that you want to do. And th- those are the things you have to do the things that give you life. And I honestly, I feel like this is something that you've done really well, Jeremy, is that like, I, I don't necessarily know if this is what you intended to build, but you got my attention no. from the work that you were doing with, with weddings where I was like, this is different. Like this is not just showing up and snapping a couple posed photos like there is a real story that somebody took the time to carefully craft and like i don't know yes it it is at a wedding but it's i don't know there's mm-hmm. there's so much more to that it's everything from the shot selection to the music selection to you know the the positioning that you are around these people as you shoot these certain moments like there's there's so much more to it like, you, you know that you could do this. You know that you could go out there with a good camera. And, you know, people are always like, oh, what kind of camera do you use? And, like, this is where... Sorry, this is this is the moment where I just give Jeremy all That's the compliments. Good. But, like, you, you know that you could have just got a really expensive camera, set it up on a tripod, and take these stage photos of husband, wife, and their families all smiling at the altar, right? And you'd probably... Mm-hmm do well doing that mm-hmm. well enough maybe like there's tons of people that do it just fine yeah. but like for you that yeah. wasn't that wasn't enough like you needed to creatively you needed to push that further and because you did that you started attracting the kind of people i had honestly I have no idea why i'm so passionate about this right now but <laughs> like you, no, you that- started att- att- attracting the people that value the things that you're doing and value the style that you have so when they do come to you now they they do they have that expectation of like okay well, i just want what you've done for them and do it do it well so that, that i think that can be kind of the struggle sometimes is when you take a risk they don't want you to take a risk um so you have yeah. to i don't know, be really careful about those things but anyway go ahead <laughs>
1: I appreciate you saying that, man. Like, uh, seriously, like, I'm so happy that you've referenced that wedding before and I appreciate that. I think like um, there's a million things racing through my head and I think this kind of makes everything go full circle to what we were talking about in the beginning of the conversation. But like, the inflated deflated ego thing where you know and inflated is one sense you're kind of searching for something and deflated it's like you're not doing anything at all i think particularly relates to me because um i'm either some i sometimes i feel like i'm either one or the other like i'm either just you know down on myself and i'm like i don't want to do this anymore or whatever or i'm like i want to keep inflating that ego or whatever it is and uh i think uh This sounds like a cynical way of looking at it, but the truth is like a lot of times art can be that attempt for me to feel, um, enough or accepted or valued. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think when, if I, if I think I create my best work when I am like at my emotional lowest, when I'm like looking for something to like. One, like, not just for any external affirmation, but just to kind of pour myself into and just kind of, like, let my heart out in something. But then, of course, like, what follows from that is the attention you get. And that feels good. Um, And the truth is, like, I hate that. Like, I wish I could change that. And I've kind of gotten to a point in my life where I'm just like, you know what? I'm only human. And I think I'm probably just going to battle this forever. Where I'm just using... (laughs) my own creative talents to just try to feel good about myself or whatever. Um, I don't know if I can change it. It's just who I am. And, um, I've kind of gotten to a place of peace with that where I'm just like, it's just, Mm -hmm. is what it is. You know, um, I can't really do much about it. I'll try to be healthier and stuff like that. But the truth is, it's just sometimes I need something that life isn't giving me and I can get that out of art.
0: I love it, man. all right, let's do uh some some final thoughts, Shelby yeah, final I, uh, thoughts
2: <laughs> I really like what you uh what you mentioned there, Jeremy, and getting that getting that out of art I think um I relate to that a lot, um going back to that engineer to artist. I definitely think I'm like a solid four leaning towards artists without a doubt, which like I shouldn't be. I'm a producer, but like definitely yeah. way over on the side, but um no, I think that a lot of this discussion comes down to um. And kind of reflecting and knowing who you want to be as a business owner and who you are, and really being self aware of that. And um, how kind of being able to, especially when you're just getting into it, and we were just having that discussion, you know, these last couple of weeks about creatives getting into the business. And, you know, if you are wanting to start your own business, making sure you reflect on those things early and how you kind of want to be able to. Um, how do you want to respond to certain events that are going to happen in your business eventually? I mean, that's just the way businesses work. That's that's life of a business. So being able to kind of know how you want to reflect on those things or respond to those things early, I think, is, is really helpful to put yourself in that proper mindset. And then, of course, you know, again, being selfish and working on your own self-confidence and your self-esteem so that way you can go into your business with confidence and being able to, you know, pat yourself on the back if you need to, and hold proper what what needs to be held accountable, holding that accountable, but not to um, a destructive degree.
0: Nice, Jeremy. Final thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think uh, biggest thing is um, just be okay with who you are, and sometimes like there are only so many things you can change about your personality and your character and being honest about that. I think is one big takeaway I've had from this conversation, just being true to yourself and real, um, not being unaware of your shortcomings, but being gracious toward them and, um, having just the attitude that like, this is me and I don't need to be like down on myself for that or anything. Um, and then, I honestly think that runs hand in hand with how to deal with your bad days. Cause if you're health, if you're happy and you're healthy and you have like a sense of um, security in yourself, then you'll handle issues and conflicts and things in your business so much better.
0: Right. I would say something definitely along those same lines. Um, the, the bad days will 100% happen. There are so many different things that can go wrong. Um, in a business, I, I think the, for me, it's always, um, we make mistakes. Um, somebody else might make a mistake, but for me, I guess for me as a leader, it's always like, okay, well today sucks, but how do we make sure that, that, that specifically doesn't happen again? So like, for me, I'm like, I'm never trying to like blame anybody or myself necessarily. Again, if it's something that's happened more than, a couple of times, I'm like, damn it, that I should have done something else with that. Um, But I, I don't know. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And I think that's, um, I don't know. I think like you were saying, Shelby, a little bit like, be prepared for that. And I I don't know, I I don't know if it's possible to have a sort of process for like, okay, whenever things are not good, um, how do you handle those? But honestly, I think that another part of it though is kind of how you handle the good days um, I don't know like if you if you know if you do have a good day and you don't really acknowledge it, then you you have a lot more bad days. It's just kind of how it works <laughs> um, I, there's a few things that that I personally do that. I don't do as much as I used to, but I, I tried to early on. It was definitely helpful. Whereas like every time we got a bigger project, I took me and my family to out to eat somewhere. Nobody really understood why, (laughs) like, it's not like we made a cake that said, congrats. We, we did it. Another job. Um, But like, for me, it was just like, I had positive reinforcement, I suppose, like almost training yourself in a way of like, I don't know, getting excited about those good days. And um, I don't know. Obviously, everybody would rather have a good day than a bad day. But I think that we just need to make sure we define how we choose to to handle the good days as well. I feel like I'm just kind of rambling on at this point. So I'm going to stop.
1: (laughs) Uh, I agree with it.
0: um, Cool.
1: One, can I say something really fast? Yep, go ahead. Uh, One thing that I think that we talked about that I thought was also really good was um, the mindset of the longevity of your business and not necessarily seeing it as something that if it fails, you're a failure, but also in this and that like sometimes businesses can fail and that's okay and they had a really good run Um, and I think it's important to, to see it that way, that. You know, stay on this journey as much as you can. Hold it afloat as long as you can. Obviously, if that's what you want in out of life. Right.
0: Yeah, it definitely. It goes back to kind of what I was saying uh, for for everyone at home. Go ahead and review the stock market over the last fifty years, and you can see mm-hmm. that these dips that people. Sorry, I don't mean to keep bringing this to the financial world here, but like you see these big dips that everyone lost their mind about. Like, if people thought it was doomsday event, this is the end of the U.S. economy, just everything's whatever. So much fear at these points, and when you get to look at something in that macro view of over 50 years, you see that it was just a little dip, and things got better very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I very much feel like that's how mm-hmm. that's how people are as well. Is like we have these bad days, and it, it, mm-hmm. it hurts. But... I just it doesn't last that long. As long as you keep going. Okay, I gotta go now. So uh Jeremy, thanks so much for 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 joining us again. And uh of course. thanks for having. Yeah. Me. All right, that's it. Love you bye.
1: The Command Z show is created by Made by Things. And if you have a question you would like us to discuss, you can send a message at cmdz.show. And if you like what you hear, leave a review. We'll see you next week with a brand new show.